Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 43 of Date Yourself Radio. First off, before I begin, let's just pause for a moment and wow, it's already November of 2016. Not really sure how that happened, but I'm sure you've heard me say before that I love this time of year. I love all things pumpkin. I'm so excited that Dallas is finally starting to cool off. It took a while this year for sure. And I love the excitement buzzing in the air with the holidays quickly approaching. I'm definitely a Jew that loves Christmas. Now, that being said, as much as I love this time of year, I've found this time of year can often be pretty triggering for me. And I think it is for a lot of people as well. Now, when I was single and dating, it used to be the trigger would be, oh, another year has gone by or it's about to go by and I'm still single or I'm still not in the relationship that I want to be in. And even though now I'm happily engaged, it's still, oh, another year has gone by and I haven't reached this goal or that goal. And here's the thing, when we're in that mindset, when we're in that headspace, when you're down and frustrated or beating yourself up over your single status or where you thought you would be by now in your life, or you believe you ought to be in your life by now, it's so easy to get in your own way. And when we're in our own way, the self-sabotage is almost inevitable. And so then we start blaming things because we get really frustrated. So we blame the men that we're attracting, or just men in general. We're blaming the city that we live in. We're blaming the dating app that you're using or how you look or anything like that. But the number one obstacle that women have with dating, as I'm sure you know, and I've said before, isn't the men. It's not the city you live in. And just by the way, I just want to point out here with city, I work with women all over the world. Most of my clients are concentrated in the US and Canada, but really all over the place. And every single woman tells me that the city they live in sucks for dating. So I'm not really sure which city is good for dating. Um, But if you find yourself saying the city I live in sucks for dating, then well, I guess everyone else does too. So we just kind of have to learn how to live with it. Um, So anyways, it's not any of these external things. It's pretty much what I just just said. It's an inner game. It's an inside job. And when I work with women one-on-one, I give them that dating mindset makeover so they can work on that inner game so that they can get out of their own way, stop sabotaging themselves, and actually start attracting and then, of course, keeping their perfect-for-them relationship. 
And when I work with my private clients, I can see exactly what's keeping them in a dating rut. It's kind of like having that hindsight 2020, but like in present time, because because I'm right there. And I give them all the steps they need to get out of their dating rut and into a new dating pattern and dating experience where they're attracting. And then of course, keeping those high quality relationships and men. And each step I give my clients is an incredibly attainable micro step. So a lot of women think that they can't change or that they don't know how, or it's just too much all at once, but that's not true. We're talking micro steps that are super attainable and that will slowly lead you to your big goal of a lasting committed relationship. And since I've been exactly where my clients have been before, I know where they might get stuck or tripped up. So I can already be kind of on the alert for that and help them to get them where they want to go. So if you're interested in that kind of work with me and going way deeper than we can in just Um, Date Yourself Radio, listening to these podcast episodes, make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash makeover right now to learn more about how I work with women one-on-one and schedule your dating clarity session to get started. Now, the clarity session is totally free and it's basically just a two-way test drive to make sure that you feel comfortable working with me and of course for me to make sure that I can actually help you with what you want to achieve. So it's important for me to know exactly what your goals and specific blocks are before we agree to work with each other. So if at this time next year, you don't want to be triggered by yet another year passing of still being in the same dating rut, still being single and not attracting the type of men and relationships that you want to be attracting, please don't miss out on this opportunity. So again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash makeover to learn more and to get started with your free dating clarity session. And Just to share this, um, some things that women have expressed and shared with me after working with me, women have felt more confident. They have more, they felt more confident to leave relationships that weren't working and that weren't going to give them what they wanted without regret. A lot of women go on less dates, but have more high quality dates and are attracting more high quality potential partners. So it's not the theory of casting your net out wide and then seeing what comes back, but it's just being more selective from the beginning. Um, I've helped women get over an ex completely so that they have more space for somebody new. And even some things not related to dating, women have found a huge impact. So their relationship with their family members and relationship with their friends have improved. They've gotten healthier. They've lost weight and even had the confidence to either ask for a raise or to leave a crappy job. And of course, a lot more. So again, the link to learn more and to sign up for your dating clarity session is veronicagrant.com forward slash makeover. Okay. And now on to today's episode. So today I have my second male guest on the show, which I'm really excited about. And Chris is a relationship consultant specializing in breakups. And he's the creator of the website, exboyfriendrecovery.com, a website dedicated to helping women get their ex back or move on from their ex. And this website gets over half a million visitors each month. Now, I haven't had an episode yet dedicated specifically to getting over an ex, so I'm thrilled that Chris was able to come onto the show and give us the scoop. And honestly, we talk about a subject that I don't really teach that much, which is getting an ex back. And I definitely have some mixed opinions about this and generally think that a relationship ended for a reason, but I really like Chris's approach to getting an ex back, which starts with seeing if it's even worth it to get him back. So as you're listening into this interview, I want you to consider these questions. Have you tried to get an ex back before? And so what happened? And did you fall back into the same pattern of why you broke up in the first place? Or were you, were you genuinely able to create a different relationship? And when you're going through a breakup, do you still talk to each other or do you stalk him on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook? Um, or do you still get together or talk on the phone or even have sex still? Have you ever been completely blindsided by a breakup? And finally, is there a part of you that believes you can change a man or change your man to have the relationship that you want? All right, consider these questions as we listen in. Enjoy. All right, everyone. 
everyone. We are back with the show and I've got Chris with me from Ex-Boyfriend Recovery. Welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, pleasure to to be here. I'm uh, literally in the midst of a hurricane right now. Yeah, when like, we're... literally. That is how committed I was to coming on. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, when I recorded this, um, Hurricane Matthew is just about to hit. So just give you a little idea of what my recording versus publication timeline is. <laughs> um, so, but thankfully, Chris was still able to make it and won't get hit directly, it sounds like, from the hurricane, which is good. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I used to live in Charleston. I have a bunch of friends in Charleston that are currently evacuating. A couple are staying, which I think are crazy, but, you know, to each yeah. their own. <laughs> it's a dangerous, it's a big hurricane out there, but we're yeah. here to talk about exes, which I suppose you can, like, tie into hurricanes somehow. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it can feel like a hurricane is going right, through you. Right. When yeah, you're... hurricanes of the emotions. That's Yeah, so, and we are going to get into all of that. So, um, before we dive in, I would just love to know a little bit about um, so what ex-boyfriend recovery is, and I always like the backstory. So how, how did it get started? <laughs> yeah, so sure. Ex-boyfriend recovery is a website really dealing with breakups. And it, I wish I could say that I picked the domain name for the reason that recovery can be like recovering your ex, like getting them back or recovering from your ex. But it was not a coincidence. It it, it just – I wanted to create a place that was a support group for women and sometimes men to come to because I noticed out there there wasn't a lot of places for people who are going through breakups to go. I mean there were some random forums, but they really didn't have high-quality advice that Mm -hmm. people needed. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I wanted to help just people who want to get their exes back because Mm -hmm. that is kind of what I had a background in. Um, But as I've gained more experience, I've kind of opened it up and kind of tailor my advice to both ends of the spectrum to where there are some women who want to get their exes back and then there's some women who want to get over their exes. So I kind of tailor advice to both of, I guess, those types of women. Mm-hmm. And so Ex-Boyfriend Recovery is kind of the support group. We have like people who answer your comments. Obviously, I founded the website. I pretty much put my heart and soul into writing content and creating videos and doing high quality stuff. And I hired people and hired a content development person to help me out. So it it can kind of grow and become just a a safe place for people to go to when they're going through a breakup and and don't really know how to handle it. And as far as your other question, how it gets started, that's an interesting, (laughs) um, interesting story. So I, I think I was in college at the time And I had a friend, it was probably the best friend I had that was a female and she went through a really, really rough breakup with a guy. And then literally the next day she found out that she was pregnant. So not only did the guy just break up with her, but he knocked her up. So she was in that stage where she didn't know what to do. She didn't want to move on from him because she was Uh pregnant. She wanted kind of her family unit to be whole. And so she went to the internet to try to find advice on what she could do to get him back and just up popped like really, really generic advice like, okay, just ignore him or it didn't really give her the technical details that she needed. So Mm -hmm. she came crying to me. And at first I was like, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so I, I, I was kind of reluctant at first and that I, I really always have been fascinated with psychology and kind of why human beings do the things that they do. And eventually I just spent like a month researching like what the top experts out there recommended and the psychological reasons for why a man wouldn't want to commit to you. And I kind of said, here's what you should do. I kind of laid it all out for her. And then eight months later, bam, she, she, she's with them got him back. And so uh, through the research I did, I realized, hey, there's really not a lot of advice out there for women who are going through these breakups. So I I can create one. So it's just kind of spawned naturally from that. And five years later, here I am. Yeah. And that's, it's just so interesting because, you know, I, I work with a lot of women who are getting over an ex or have an ex in the back of their mind, even if it was someone from years and years ago. And it never dawned on me, like, well, maybe they should get their ex back or it, or maybe not, not, that, not that they should, but is that even being an option, I guess, because um, I just, I don't know. I always just thought, well, if it ended, it ended for a, a reason yeah, um, yeah. 
And so I'm just kind of curious, like, what types of relationships do you see, like, where they get back together? And what types, you know, do, is it best for, you know, them to go their separate yeah. ways? Yeah, I'm really, really glad you brought this up, too, because you're, w- one thing I've noticed a lot is it's kind of taboo to talk about, like, getting an ex back, because mm-hmm. you've always heard those phrases out there, like, oh, there's more fish in the sea, or yeah. why would you ever want to get him back? Or why would you ever want to get her back? So society really doesn't kind of put their help out there for helping someone to get back with their ex. And I'm not going to lie. Oftentimes there are cases where I will flat out tell a woman. Um, I'll give you an example. So there was a woman the other day who contacted just like left a comment on the website and told the situation that she was in. She's basically the other woman. So she's her I guess X was married and is married and she's the other woman and Mm -hmm. broke up with her, I guess broke it off and he wants to be with his wife and she's freaking out. Uh, Well, that is a case where I would just, you know, I flat out told her, Hey, you should probably try to focus on moving on. But you'll, I've noticed that people are really resistant when they get something in their heads. So they're really resistant Mm -hmm. to move on. And this woman she didn't want to move on. And oftentimes I found that the best way to maybe help someone move on is to let them go through their process while weaving in kind of strategic things that can help them move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of went on off a tangent there. Your original question was, uh, what kind of relationships are good for like getting back with the next? Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess the reason why I asked this question is because a lot of times, actually I was just on the phone with a client earlier today and, um, this guy that she is really, really heartbroken over, uh, honestly just sounds like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, that's that, often the case. I, I mean, he just sounds horrible. He, he, and she knows that he treated her really poorly and, um, did some really awful and said really awful things to her. And I said, okay, well, I think you need to go on an ex detox. So completely get rid. And I think you call this the no contact rule. So it's very, yeah, it's very yeah, similar. Um, so, you know, I was, I said, uh, you know, unfriend, unfollow anything in your house, throw it away. Like that's his or whatever. And I just, you know, and, and so she, you know, she was reluctantly willing to do that. It was just, I mean, she knew she needed to do it, but it was like scary for, her. but, um, you know, when I thought, you know, maybe we were making progress and we we're about to get off the phone, she was like, so there's no chance that we'll get back together. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with that's this guy. the question I always get. Like, <laughs> what kind of chance do I have? <laughs> and so I guess I just asked this question because I'm just curious, like, how, how do you navigate this? Like, okay, maybe it was just a really bad fight that is totally irreparable. And maybe the guy is just a freaking jerk and like nothing is ever going to ever happen because, you know, can't change men. Um, so, um, what do you say to that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I think it's an interesting question because I did like a live coaching the other day and it was interesting. One of the first questions that I asked the girl wasn't like, well, why do you want him back? I kind of approach it with, well, what do you want out of a relationship? Like Mm -hmm. if you're looking Mm -hmm. to get married, then maybe this isn't the guy for you because there's specific things a man who's ready to get married will exhibit as opposed to maybe she just wants to date or she thinks he could potentially be the one. Um, It's it's a conversation. I think it really boils down to what a woman wants Mm -hmm. and they've done studies and here's the, here's kind of the, it's interesting that your client said that because They've done studies on people who are going through breakups or people who have just been broken up with, and they they put the headset on. They're trying to understand what happens biologically or mm-hmm. physiologically in the brain. Mm-hmm. And what they did, they they took like a bunch of people, they put the headset on them, trying to figure out, okay, what the heck's going on in these people's brains? And they found that the part of the brain that lights up when someone is heartbroken or going through issues like that is is the same exact part that lights up when a drug addict is going through withdrawal. Mm. So oftentimes it's really hard for someone to get over their ex because it, they are literally experiencing the same effects as a drug withdrawal. And mm-hmm. I found if you really want to teach them to get over the ex, you can, you almost – it's maybe this is a little unethical on my part. But you almost have to trick them into thinking you're going to help them get over their ex, like I said, while strategically kind of pushing them towards um, doing things that maybe will help them get yeah. over their ex. And that's really – it's interesting. You – 
So for those of you listening, Veronica actually came onto my podcast mm-hmm. first before I did this podcast, and yes. she was a big proponent of the. I mean, date yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually liked it so much the date yourself <laughs> thing because it really helps put women through a gauntlet, a mm-hmm. gauntlet. So you mentioned the no contact rule. Mm-hmm. The no contact rule is something that is here on the website. And the, the premise of it is simple. Uh, you're going to ignore your ex for a certain amount of days. And the idea here is that it's going to make him miss you while at the same time, allowing you to have some time for some personal growth. Um, mm-hmm. And I find a lot of women still at, at, after the no contact rule is over, they come to the realization that, Maybe I don't want him back because they've had some time to deal with the withdrawal symptoms, yeah. so to speak. And one thing I like to do and one thing I kind of stole from you, Veronica, so don't be mad. But okay. I think the date yourself philosophy is perfect to go into the no contact rule because it serves as this gauntlet. So if you can make it out of the gauntlet, if you can go through these dates where you're dating yourself and you're Mm -hmm. treating yourself how you want to be treated like you recommended on my podcast, if you can come out the other end of it and still say, you know what, things were still better with my ex, then maybe you have a really good shot of trying to get him back. Maybe you have a Mm -hmm. legitimate reason. But I find that the no contact rule serves as this ultimate gauntlet that basically Mm -hmm. puts women through this test to really test and see if they want their ex back because yeah. if at the end of the no contact rule, if they don't want their ex back anymore, which happens quite a bit, um, it's, it's, it's like, it's just a really good, I've lost my train of thought there. It's just yeah. a really, really no, good. I, I, I like that because, you know, one thing I think if I remember correctly, when I was, when I was talking on your podcast and I'll put that interview obviously in the show notes for everyone listening, um, if you missed it, but, um, you know, I, a lot of times when we want these exes, back is because especially when it's like kind of that addiction thing, like we're talking about the drugs, like, um, especially if it's like filling a role that maybe the love you didn't get from your father or your mother or like your ex-husband or something like that. Um, then yeah, they do become your sole source of like basically a dopamine hit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, you do the no contact rule and dating yourself and for able to kind of give yourself that dopamine hit essentially from like little things that you can do for yourself, then I, I totally can see, you know, on the other end of that, you have much more of a clearer perspective of like, exactly. okay, is it worth getting it back? Or like, was I just, you know, addicted to the guy or, you know, um, the relationship in, in some way? I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the really amazing thing that I've found. So, my website is it's really it's a really great resource for me just to study what works on X's because we have half a million people coming every single month. And that's a lot of people that we can essentially say, okay, here's the idea that I think will work. Go out and test it, then report back to me. And so I actually took all of the people who have ever gotten their X's back, um, who have every success story I've ever had, and I Group them all into different categories and try to find like the correlations between them all, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, okay, what are the the people who are getting their exes back doing that the people who aren't? Mm -hmm. And the no contact rule was present within 76% of people. And we also found that women who actually move on from their exes have a better chance of getting their exes back. It's almost like this weird – you put off this weird vibe that – your ex somehow picks up or maybe it's just the way you carry yourself when your ex suddenly runs into you that men have this idea that, oh, she's crying over me. She's eating the bucket of ice cream and and the bed or something over me. And when you portray that you're not and you're not broken by the relationship or you're not broken, excuse me, by the breakup, it it triggers something in men and they find it attractive. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's a really interesting dynamic I've found that by essentially moving on, you actually have a better chance of getting your ex back. At mm-hmm. least that's my studies have found that. Yeah. Okay. So let's say then somebody listening to this podcast, they have to do the no contact rule. How long is the minimum to do the no contact rule? Yeah. So that's the interesting thing. Everyone has a different time length. And 
when I first started out, I was a dead set 30 day, no contact rule type thing, do it for a month. But I found 80% of people failed it. Literally 80% of people would break the no contact rule. And oftentimes 30 days can be excessive, especially if you're telling someone never break it no matter what. Well, what do you do if you have kids? Right. What do you do if you run into them unexpectedly? What do you do if <laughs> I was watching a show called Malcolm in the middle of the other day and mm-hmm. there was a, there was a couple who had broken up and the woman wanted to get her mother's ashes back from this guy and it was her ex. Well, what do you do in that case? You can't obviously stand no contact if you have this person's like valuable possession, right? <laughs> so I, I've kind of loosened my stance on the no contact rule. So in cases where you are having to communicate for kids, you have to do some form of limited contact, but I'm going off on a tangent here. The original question was, um, the time length. So I'm anywhere from 21 to 45 days. I'd say never go past 45 days because of something called the habit rule. And so the habit rule basically states, uh, you can go on Google and type in how long does it take to make or break a habit? And then Mm -hmm. I think I even, I even like took a screenshot of it said 21 days. Well, that's actually false. Google got it wrong. It's actually 60. I think it's 66 days or something like that. Okay. So it, if you're trying to get over your ex, then ignore them for 66 days and get out of the habit of thinking about them. That technically can work. But if you're trying to get your ex back, never do a no contact rule for like 90 days. I'd say anywhere from 21 to 45 days, different situations require different time frames. Um, usually I like to say do a start out with a 30 day no contact rule. And if you find that your ex is contacting you a lot, let's say that they're talking, you're ignoring them and then they're texting you and say, Hey, where are you going? Hey, where are you going? I miss you. I miss you. Come back to me. Well, then maybe you can turn that 30 day into a 21 day rule. And then I've, I've actually had, had women come and say, Hey, can I actually extend my no contact rule? I feel like this is doing so much for me. And and helping me get over him. So to extend to, to a 45 day rule, it's really up to what you think you can handle. And the no contact mm-hmm. rule is not an easy thing to do because there's yeah. so many temptations out there oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, um, it's funny that you said no longer than 45 because, um, I say like six months, but that's like if you're not trying to get your ex. Right, back. right. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> like, coming at it from a different angle, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're trying to yeah. get your over your ex, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like I said, it takes 66 days to get out of a habit. So yeah. it's literally going to take you 66 days in a row to get out of the habit of thinking about your ex. That's mm-hmm. how long it will take. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes, I mean, more often than not, it takes longer than that yeah. to get over a really, really heavy relationship, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So after the no contact rule and let's just say this hypothetical that they dated themselves and realized, yes, this relationship is still the right one. What's next? So I like to recommend what I call a value chain. So in business, a value chain is basically an explanation of how a product gets created to selling the product to a customer. It teaches you every step that you have to take to to go from product creation to basically selling the product. So I like to create this value chain and basically give you a bird's eye view of what you have to do to get your ex back. So obviously the first step I teach is the no contact rule. Mm-hmm. We've talked – uh, about that. There's a lot more to it than what I've taught talked mm-hmm. about here so far. For example, I'm really, really big on having an active no contact rule. So you're doing things. If you could divide your life into three big aspects, I would divide it into health, wealth, and relationships. So if you do things during the no contact rule to positively impact these three aspects of your life, you're going to feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. So that was like kind of one of the small things about the no contact rule that mm-hmm. I haven't talked about yet. But the next step after the no contact rule is to take a, a little baby step and text your ex. That's the next step. And so the analogy I like to use is you wouldn't ask someone you just met to marry you, right? It takes a little bit more uh, trust building and rapport building to actually get to a stage where you can actually convince a person to say yes to you. It's hard for a woman to realize, but you're not going to marry someone you just met for the first time unless, unless you're 
head over heels. I don't know. Arrange marriage. <laughs> right, right. Arrange it. Uh, so I like to say it's you're going to kind of baby step your way up yeah. to trying to get them back. It's not necessarily going to be as simple as do the no contact rule, call them up, get a date, and ask them right. to marry you. Right. It, it takes baby steps, and you have to rebuild the attraction that was lost along the way. You have to rebuild the rapport. You have to also, I'd say – Try to create a new relationship because a lot of people I find the biggest mistake is when they, they do get their exes back, they fall back into the same old habits that was pretty much the issue with the relationship before. So yeah. there was a reason that you broke up and you mentioned that before. There's absolutely a reason someone broke up and that's because there's something that was wrong with the relationship. Now, this is data that you can use to improve your relationship the next time around. And a lot of that has to do with soul searching and a lot of it also has to – you also have to have the realization that there are two people in the relationship and you can't do all the work. So you also have to kind of do things to test your ex and see if they are willing to put in the work to hold up their end of the bargain to make sure a relationship can work. But yeah, the next step after no contact, I guess that was a really long answer, but the next step is texting. So (laughs) got it. Got it. And then from there you just kind of, what is there a specific next step? So I go from, from texting to talking on the phone, to securing a date, and then after you've gone on three dates, then if the man hasn't bitten, um, and by bitten I mean he hasn't asked you to be in a relationship with you again, you're going to go into another little mini no-contact rule, and this is kind of to make him come to the realization that he, he needs you in his life. And... If after that he still hasn't asked you to be in a relationship again, then I say women take charge. Ask him. You're, we're not here to waste our time. Mm-hmm. Time is a lot more valuable for a woman. Now, mm-hmm. I realize I'm not necessarily the best person to be speaking about this, but I'm married and I have a wife, right? And before when I was single and I, I wasn't dating anyone, I had no idea of this ticking time clock that women have, this 35-year-old yeah. type thing. Apparently, it's the same for men. There was just an article in the New York Times Really? Yeah. yeah, I have to but read that. I, well, think, I, had I no... think it's early research. I don't know if it's <laughs> definitive, but... <laughs> what, sperm count goes down or something? I think so. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> really? Wow. Well, you know, I had no idea about the, you know, like the egg quality of a woman will drop when they hit 35 years old. Right. Well, it's right? not just, it's not even just like the biological and I'll just speak for it. Cause I know a lot of women are, this is, it's, it's, it's like almost like an, an anxious feeling. Cause you just, yeah, like, yeah. your clock is like ticking in your body and you just feel it. And like, you, you can't help but not feel it when you're on a date or when you meet someone or when you go out and you're looking to see if there's someone there that's dateable. I mean, this is like the reality of women who are probably like anywhere between 28 and like 38 or so. And maybe a little older than that and still like really want to have a family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a it thing. Just proves, <laughs> just proves my point that women's time is a lot more valuable, I yeah. think than man's. Mm-hmm. So I'm not into the business of wasting a woman's time. So right. if I, I am into the business of giving things your best shot and if they didn't mm-hmm. work out, well, at least you can hold your head high at the end of the day and say, hey, I did everything I possibly could to try to salvage that relationship that I wanted back so badly and it didn't work out. So now I'm going to move on. That would That's kind of the approach I take. And yeah. um, I've – tested a lot of the things I'm talking about. And Mm -hmm. this is probably the best strategy I have ever found for Hmm. successfully getting an ex back. Do I have a hundred percent success rate? Absolutely not. I think anyone who tells you that they can guarantee that they can get your ex back is a complete fraud and a liar. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes it's probably a good thing that you can't get your ex back. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes breakups can be the best learning experiences. And it's hard because like, like we were talking about earlier, you're going through this withdrawal period and your body's going through all these weird changes. Like you were talking about the dopamine. I mean, I wrote an article the other the other day about the anatomy of a breakup, and it is crazy how many changes your body goes through. I mean, you you lose your appetite, you mm-hmm. can't sleep, you lose your sex drive. All sorts of horrible things happen to your body, and it, it it's not something you want to dwell on too long and waste mm-hmm. some of your best years thinking about a guy who's maybe not the best fit for you. So yeah, sometimes. 
it, it's best to not get your ex back. I, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I was just writing um, down a reminder that we'll put that article in the show notes. So if people want yeah, to read yeah, it, sure, I'll make I like sure to I nerd out on things like that. So they never yeah. break up. So. Yeah. It, 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 it was actually written by my head of content development. Her name is Ashley. She's really okay. great, but she actually is like an artist by trade. And so she put together this really cool, like amp sound system type thing that shows you like what kind of like dopamine goes up or serotonin goes down. Like, so you mm. can see like what happens with your body during a breakup and, and show you just how kind of messed up your body gets. And yeah. it, it, it's understandable why people act the way they act. There's yeah. like a scientific reason for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally, yeah. I mean, addiction comes in many forms. Yeah, of, absolutely. Other than, you know, we think, you know, about alcoholism, um, drug addiction. Some people are denial yeah. that food addiction is a thing, even though it is. And then of course there, I think there's love and men and sex addiction and all of, all of those things. So, okay. One last question about getting your ex back. So the people who do get their ex back, do you find that the the breakups were mostly mutual or were they one-sided in which way was it one-sided? I, I would say they're one-sided and most of the people who I found get their exes back their ex broke up with them. Okay. Um, usually those are the people who go online and search because they're the most desperate to get their exes right. back. Um, I will say that I've had lots of happy endings. There's a woman who's literally on her honeymoon right now um, with her ex that she got back as a result of, of the system that I teach. And she's actually doing a video testimonial for me. I might have her on the podcast and everything. So, oh, cool. but I will say that is an outlier. Most people don't get married. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as much as I hate to admit this, most people do fall back into the same old habits that basically ruin the first relationship where they broke up in the first yeah. place. So that's why yeah. I can't stress enough that it's important to do a lot of self-reflection and try to figure out what went wrong in the first relationship yeah. and if you can correct it the next go around. Yeah. And that's one thing I always talk about is, you know, and this is like so freaking cheesy. I don't remember the first time I heard it, but turning a breakup into a breakthrough and it's like so cheeseball to say it, but no, no, I, I, I love, but, I love analogies like that. But it's so, it's so true because yeah, if you just go through a breakup and you just nurse your breakup and you just watch a bunch of Netflix and drink wine and the people who listen to my show, that's like my go-to like thing that I always just refer to Netflix and wine. Cause that's clearly what I do on the weekends, but well, that's, that's what I do even now. So, <laughs> so I'm happy and that's what I do. So. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, so just, you know, going through that motion and just waiting till basically you don't feel crappy and then dating again, like it's a huge missed opportunity to do exactly what you're talking about, which is to not fall back into the same patterns because we're creatures of habits and sure. our brain yeah. just wants to do, you know, there's a reason why we're biologically designed to not have to think about brushing our teeth or driving to work. Like we just do it because it just becomes habitual, like second nature and, um, other things apply to that too, like the people that we attract. Um, you know, even though we don't like it, we know what to do, and in some ways, it's easy. Um, so I, I like the you know really using the no contact time as a time for reflection, but then also making sure that your partner yeah. or your ex meets you halfway in terms. Yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I'd reflection. say that. You know, at first, I I would always try to cite so. One one of the interesting things I, I found about my website is the advice has evolved as I have learned more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily the, the case with a lot of people in the get your ex back niche. Um, so one of the evolutions that I've undergone is, like you just said, using the no contact rule for self-reflection. Most people try to look at the no contact rule as, oh, it's this, this period of time where I'm ignoring my ex and I'm going to make them miss me. They're going to mm-hmm. want me more. But that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. I, I always find it, it almost serves as this ultimate test for you to really understand if this is worth it or not. So if you can get out the other end of the no contact rule, if you date yourself and you still want your ex back, then maybe it's worth trying to put the effort in to try to get them back. But even then, there's no guarantee. It's a very difficult process. And I would say probably – I found a statistic by the Associated Press um, about how many people actually get back with their exes in their lifetime. So apparently according to the Associated Press uh, – and this is 2015, so it's, it's a rather recent poll. Around 42 percent of people end up getting back with their exes at one point in their life. So 
the odds are not necessarily super favorable, but it's not necessarily impossible. Yeah. You know, and using the strategies that I teach, you can definitely improve your chances. But I would say really that no contact rule is key because if you can do it successfully and if you can go through the gauntlet and that's why I love the date yourself mentality so much because if you're dating yourself and you're literally thinking while you're on a date with yourself, so to speak, my ex-boyfriend that never treated me like this, this is not the guy to get back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, the last time that I dated my ex was in sixth grade. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so pretty far removed. From but that, that was like, you know, that was like when you break up and then get asked back out like every, you know, I, could, I couldn't weeks. even get a girl to like, <laughs> like look my way in sixth grade. So you're far light years ahead of where I was. <laughs> okay. So let's then, um, moving on to, you know, not getting, okay. Over the getting the X part back, mm-hmm. let's say now you're like, Oh, okay. This guy, no good. I need to move on. Um, are there different steps for them for women to to go through or is it just like continuing with the no contact rule and the reflection and is there anything well, else they need to do? Well, the so the the first thing I want to say is I definitely want to point out that habit rule. So mm-hmm. They've done studies that take 66 days on average to make or break a habit. Sometimes it takes less, sometimes it takes longer, but the average is 66 days. Okay. Now, to put this in perspective, in order to get over your ex, you're going to have to stop thinking about them for 66 days. And that can be really intimidating for a lot of women because, I mean, we have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about all sorts of thoughts every single day. I, I can't even imagine not thinking about I don't know, my computer for 66 days. And it's a hard for a lot of women. So definitely continue with the no contact rule. I think that's, that's a must. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of issues I always found is when women start talking to their exes again, believe it or not, I'm kind of a believer in the cold Turkey method. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think I am literally just like cut them out of your life. Like Like, a bandaid. Rip it off. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I honestly think that's the best way to get over your ex. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I'm a huge believer in what I call the Holy Trinity. I already talked a little bit about that. That's the health, wealth, and relationships aspect of your life. If you can really try to focus on those three aspects of your life and improve every single one, and it is logically, it sounds really easy to do, but when it comes down to it, you only have 24 hours in a day to dedicate to these three aspects. And if you're like me, you have to work a lot of the time because it's, you have to have money to live. So how do you structure your time to successfully improve the health aspect of your life? Maybe you go to the gym, maybe you lose some weight, maybe you start eating healthier. Maybe you, um, I don't know, you, you, you're self-conscious about your acne. Maybe you try to get your acne taken care of. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's, let's go to relationships. Maybe you start cultivating some relationships with, uh, new friends. Maybe you start repairing some relationships with family members who you maybe fallen mm-hmm. apart with. Um, I've found, um, really dating, Again, it's a good, a really good way of putting it in perspective of how maybe bad your ex was to you. And I think really the best tip I've ever heard about where to meet men or people in general is to take out a piece of paper and write down what you like. So let's say that Veronica likes um, wine. Okay. So a great place, and I know you're, this would never happen because you're happily engaged, but we're just going <laughs> to use As an example, Mm -hmm. let's say Veronica likes wine and she wants to meet someone with the same type of interests. Well, the best place for her to meet someone like that is to go to like a wine tasting or something Mm -hmm. like that. Go to go to a place where there's another like minded individual where you can meet and cultivate cultivate a relationship with. So I think. I, I think a lot of getting over an ex is doing a lot of a lot of things, the dating yourself thing, the no contact rule, basically blocking them, blocking their number, blocking their Facebook profile so you don't have mm-hmm. any temptation to look and you can't mm-hmm. find them. Yeah. Um, the, the Holy Trinity, the health, wealth and relationships aspect of your life, uh, dating new people. And even if the dates don't go well, at least you got some data that, okay, maybe I'm not ready to move on. Maybe I need a little bit more time. Maybe I need a little bit more self healing, but 
again, I, I think it's just mm-hmm. doing a lot of things and trying to basically kill your addiction from your ex. Cause that's really what is going on. That's why you're craving mm-hmm. wanting to see your ex. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, um, I really like that. I'm, I was surprised to hear just going back out and, and dating again. Cause I guess I would be afraid of like, just kind of like a rebound or, yeah. or yeah, uh, falling I, I in the same pattern. I don't think sleep with the, <laughs> sleep with the guy, but at least getting yeah. out there and, Maybe if you're concerned about dating again and maybe sleeping with the person, maybe you go out and you're not looking to date, but you're just looking to make a new friend Mm -hmm. and maybe approach it that way. Just trying to get out and I guess not get so cooped up inside if if you're just going to stay inside and maybe stay in your safe zone. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can approach it and Mm – you don't necessarily have to go out and date if you don't want to, but mm-hmm. I have found that women have an easier time getting over their exes when they kind of go out and meet new people. And it kind of puts it in perspective how bad their ex was. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely like the idea of like just meeting new people and making new friends because another client that I was on the phone with yesterday, she's getting over an ex and, um, she, uh, so right now she's just cultivating her, her friendships because she has a habit of basically just disappearing when she gets into relationships. Yeah. Um, I've met quite a few people like that. <laughs> so I think, um, I think that's, I think that's a, a really good idea. So, um, anything else, you know, to keep in mind or to do when getting over an ex and moving on? Yeah, I, I really, really the biggest issue I see is falling back into these patterns where you get curious what he's up to. And one of the best examples I can give you is my wife has a friend. And so what happened is my wife's friend, her ex-boyfriend cheated on her. So obviously he's a, he's, he's a bad guy, right? So she broke up with him Mm -hmm. and she did kind of everything that we're talking about here, but she still had that need and that curiosity to, excuse me, curiosity to figure out what he was up to. But she blocked him on Facebook. She couldn't find it out. So what did she do? She came to my wife to try to get her to spy on him and try to figure out what he's up to. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to have some type of method to prevent you from doing that because really that's not going to do anything to help you. It's just going to try to kind of hinder your progress. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think anything – you wouldn't give drugs to a drug addict, right? If they're trying to kick the habit and essentially that's what's happening when I think women try to spy on their ex using a friend on Facebook. So try Mm -hmm. to find some way to hold it. I've been there. So anyone listening who's done it, me too. I've done it too. (laughs) No shame. It's happened. (laughs) There's no shame, but I'm just saying it it does not help the moving on process at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I've definitely done it myself too, but <laughs> and that's I do, how I know. I do want to add to, to people listening that, um, you know, that's just the ego or, you know, like wanting to, like wanting to know what he's up to or like wanting him to make sure that he knows that he was wrong or that he's a bad person. Like that's all your ego, not the ego in the sense of like being cocky, but like literally the ego in the sense of like, the Freud sense. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not anything to do with like who you are at a soul level. It's just, you know, we all have egos. Like that's just how it works. But like, um, so just, you know, being able to recognize like, Oh, okay. That's my ego. That's not really my true essence needing that information. Okay. Anyways, I just wanted to add that in. <laughs> yeah. And really the only other really great advice I can think of is try to self actualize if that makes any sense. So, I'm sure you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. And so essentially what self-actualization is, it is accepting reality for what it is and being okay with it. And I think what happens with a lot of women when they're going through a breakup and they want their ex back is they have not accepted reality for what it is and they're not okay with it. That's why they want their ex back. So if you can really work on doing things to self-actualize um, and really accept reality that yes, you're broken up. You're broken up with your ex. Yes, you're okay with it. You're going to be in a lot better place. And mm-hmm. self-actualization. A lot of people think it's like 
enlightenment, like it's impossible to achieve, but Mm -hmm. the odds are better than you think, because I think Mm -hmm. even Maslow himself stated that one out of every hundred people have been known to achieve self-actualization. So even if you never achieve self-actualization, I know I'm getting really philosophical here, at least it'll give you something to shoot for. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's only going to better yourself and I can't see anything wrong with trying to improve yourself. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll include that in the show notes. Um, cause I can't talk too much, but I mean, I've heard of it. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not an expert in it by, by any chance. <laughs> no, so, no, but, but that, that kind of touches on another thing I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, sure. Go and for it. that is, um, wavelength theory. So uh, not seeing what's there. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about wavelength theory and yeah, just, yeah, just go. Tell us about so, it. So <laughs> uh, before I answer that, I'm actually really curious because I literally just wrote the article and I'm pretty sure you – because I've only talked about it on that article. I literally just okay. wrote. And to me, articles are a big deal because I put a lot of effort into them. So what was it that interested you about the wavelength? Did you like the premise of it? Yeah, I think it's um, – I think that – I think probably every single woman is lying to herself if she says that she hasn't – been in the midst of wavelength theory. Okay. Um, so, yeah. so so yeah, <laughs> just for my own curiosity, I was I was curious yeah. because I mean, it, I, I, for, I mean I, I'm dating. so honored you read the article because <laughs> it's like such a big deal to me. <laughs> I'll I'll include that in the show notes as as well. I didn't even realize it was your most recent. I was just clicking on yeah, articles that yeah. you know topics yeah, most... that I wanted to ask you about and that's the one that came up. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So the wavelength theory. Um, so to put this in perspective, I was writing an article about blindside breakups where a woman doesn't expect a breakup to come. She doesn't see any signs pointing to it. It's a blindside. And in boxing, they use this analogy. You don't get knocked out by the punch you see. You get knocked out by the punch you don't see. Mm-hmm. So that puts in perspective how much it can hurt when you get yeah. blindsided by something. And really the premise of wavelength theory is most women who are blindsided by a breakup, if you can imagine there's two wavelengths. You have a wavelength and your ex or your boyfriend for in this example has a wavelength. Mm-hmm. And most women are under the assumption that – they are on the same wavelength as their boyfriend, mm-hmm. except when a boyfriend is breaking up with you and it blindsides you, it's a clear indication that you are not on the same wavelength. And mm-hmm. so a really great example of two people who are not on the same wavelength is I interviewed this this woman. She's a certified matchmaker The I think a few weeks ago, and she was telling me about a client she had. And one of the clients she had – uh, it was a woman and the woman was already going ring shopping and to put this in perspective, she has never ever talked to her boyfriend about getting married. He has never given any indication that they're going to get married. Mm-hmm. And yet she's taking him to look at all of these rings, like trying to drop the hint, I guess. Well, this is an indication that the woman is on a completely different wavelength than the guy. Yeah. Right. And there's so many examples of this. Um, but obviously that couple broke up because they weren't on the same wavelength. And I think really what it boils down to is if you want to really understand if you are on the same wavelength as the guy you are with, you need to create a space where you can have a difficult conversation because sometimes it can be scary to talk about where you are in the relationship. If you have this feeling that, Oh, my boyfriend is not on the same wavelength as me. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of women, they, they approach this emotionally. They approach this immediately after they have this fear that, oh my God, I'm not on the same wavelength. And it's like this gut feeling I think people have. Yeah. And they approach it immediately and they just start talking and then it can create fights and eventually lead to breakups. Yeah. So one of the best things you can do is to talk to your boyfriend when he is in the best mood he's ever been in because he'll be <laughs> receptive to – Not bad news, just controversial news where you're talking about something that may be a little controversial or you create a safe space, something that's soft, something where where he won't feel judged by you by maybe letting his true feelings out. And I think think the wavelength theory is a really good thing for people not just dealing with breakups but people who are in relationships because oftentimes – 
people where a lot of the disconnect happens where a lot of fights occur is when they're on different wavelengths. So that's kind of my wavelength for you. Yeah. And just for everyone listening, I actually did a podcast episode about how to have this conversation that Chris is talking about. Oh, Um, I didn't even know that. So (laughs) I don't remember what episode number it is, but I'll put in the show notes or you can scroll down on your iTunes feed. It's called how to have difficult conversations. (laughs) It's, it's in the upper twenties, maybe 28 or 29, something like that. Um, but it'll be in the show notes. Um, yeah, I think this is so crazy or so great because, um, and crazy, it's great, like crazy good. I think that's what I was going for. But um, because I, I, I can think of so many of my exes that literally told me pretty much straightforward that they didn't want anything serious and that they didn't want to, weren't looking to commit to anything. They were just whatever. It was just, you know, we were younger, different times in our life. And I heard it and I completely ignored it. And those were some of the worst breakups that I went through. Um, those are the one, I mean, like, yeah, I've like, actually those are probably honestly, now that I think about it, probably the only breakups that really, really hurt when I just completely ignored, you know, literally what was said to me pretty much point blank. And I just heard what I wanted and I took out of it what I wanted. Because you you probably believed so much that like it was going to be a serious relationship or that they wanted something serious. Yeah. I, I believed that I, I was like, more in love with the idea of him and I, and the idea of the relationship than like what he could actually, you know, who, then who he actually was and what he could actually um, be willing to, to provide. Um, yeah, those were the worst. I mean, oh my God, those were the worst. I get like chills just thinking about how upset I was about all of those, all of those. Uh, it's all good. Now you got, you got your fiance. Everything's, everything's good yeah. for you, Veronica. Yeah. Um, now I have to have authentic conversations with him all the time. And he's like, again, um, <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, it's fine. Um, the one thing I was gonna, gonna ask, um, and oh, I know. Um, so in one question that I get asked, and I've had one other male guest on the podcast, so you're the second. Um, so the first one was Mike <laughs> McApinlick, who I think you know, right? He's a dating uh, coach. Maybe you don't know. I was talking to someone. No, no, no. But I, I, I probably network with him and try to get him on my podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. It was, it's one of my mostly, most downloaded episodes. Um, really? Yeah. Um, Mike McApinlick, he's a dating coach in Calgary. He, he coaches men actually. So I don't know if he would be. Or, but I don't know. I just wanted to bring him on because I was like, I need a male to like, you know, Get a hu- humanize Get a humanize the men. Okay. A lot of right. a lot of the women, um, uh, you know. So, anyways, okay. So let's say you are potentially in the middle of a wavelength theory situation where you're not in the same wavelength, and maybe the guy is even saying something point blank, almost or pretty much that he's not wanting to commit or getting over an ex or whatever he says. Um, and this is the thing that women always ask me, and I have my opinion and answer, but I want your opinion. So yeah. um, can you change men? Can women change men and like make them want to want to commit to them or? Um, you know, that's a really difficult question to answer, <laughs> but I will give you – I'll take off the, uh, the, the – I guess the relationship consultant type, type thing and just give you my personal belief. Sure. It's very hard to change a man. Yeah. It's very hard. I think – I think it's not impossible, but I think oftentimes the only way to change a man is to let him come to it on his own. Yeah. On his yeah. own, you know, on his own. My dad, who worked in human resources for a long time, he actually worked for corporate McDonald's. So he wasn't like a fry flipper. He was actually corporate human resources mm-hmm. at McDonald's. He'd often have to go to um, these McDonald's chains that were owned by different people, uh, of course, under the umbrella of McDonald's. And he told me something once that really stuck with me. And he said, oftentimes what you'll find is when I come into a poorly run operation and I make recommendations and I kind of put a scaring into these people like, hey, you need to treat your employees better. You will see an immediate change. Which is good, right? Mm-hmm. Except here's the important part. The change never lasts. It's it's a temporary change. So I think oftentimes what happens – and this is something for all the – I'm assuming most of the people listening to this podcast are women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> There's a few men. This – yeah. Like my, I think my dad maybe in Stevie sometimes. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> no, no. But I, I think it's important for women when you're in relationships and – 
you're asking the question, can you change man? And you have a conversation and you're seeing a pretty good change and it's making you excited. Do, hold your, hold it, hold your excitement in for a little bit because see if the change is actually a permanent change mm -hmm. because oftentimes I've even found that people will make changes immediately and it, they won't stick yeah. with it. So there's a, there's definitely a difference there. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the most honest I could be with you, Veronica. Yeah, no, I, I love that, and I think uh, I'm curious to hear what you what your yeah. What well, your I was just going to say we have pretty similar philosophy, so I don't think you can change change a man or really anybody. Like um, people can change, but that has to be something they come to on their their own terms. Um, and, but I do think you can allow the space for someone to to grow. So, for example, like Stevie and I have been together for three and a half years now. And I think both of us have changed a lot in the past three and a half years. I mean, we moved across the country. We're both entrepreneurs. Like both of those things like alone are huge self-development opportunities. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, part of me always wants to like kind of control and like get him to do, you know, certain things or like get him to like have conversations or to take like a couple's class or whatever. And, um, you know, like he'll do it a little bit, but I also have to allow him space to kind of come on his own terms. And like, he started a business after me and like, um, you know, he's working on building his clientele and building his website. And like, I want to be like, oh, we should do X, Y, Z. So basically you don't make all the same mistakes I made when I started. But the truth is, is I have to let him make his own mistakes and mm -hmm. I have to let him figure it out on his own because me trying to tell him what to do and almost like kind of boss him around, like is not going to, um, you know, he's got to figure it out. Like that's just the bottom line. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing you bring up there because I think oftentimes when you're trying to explain that to him, um, it's not going to have the same impact coming from you because maybe he's been hardwired to like, okay, this has happened before. I'm just going to nod my head. Yes. And ignore everything <laughs> she says, but maybe coming from a different person that mm -hmm. he, I don't know. So some like expert in the field of business, it, it might yeah. have more of an impact on him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, I know that's what marriage counselors actually say when one party is trying to maybe go to counseling and the other party's dragging their feet a little bit. Sometimes the other, like, let's say the man doesn't want to go to marriage counseling and their marriage is like in shambles. And the woman obviously does. Well, mm -hmm. the woman's trying to get the man to go to marriage counseling, but the problem is he's not listening because he's just been kind of hardwired to, like I said, nod. And then it just go in one ear out the other. He doesn't listen, mm -hmm. but maybe it coming from someone else finally sparks him to do it. Yeah. So sometimes it takes an outside force Definitely. to make a change. Right. And I think even just space, you know, is really valuable. Space like, is a, like, amazing. I, I, yeah. I, you know, you don't have kids, right? No, no kids. So I've, I've got a one-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a one-year-old daughter and, uh, space is amazing. Let me just say that <laughs> you, you, you don't realize how much, how, how important space is to you until you, you don't have any. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, we're both, we're both Jewish. And so I guess it's in my genes to want to nag on them all the time, but it's interesting. The, the more space I give him, um, you know, he, so it's not necessarily the healthiest eater. And we started, um, dating and I was like a health coach at the time. So I was like super healthy and vegan and all that stuff. Oh I'm God, not that would drive anymore. me nuts too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not vegan, um, uh, anymore, but he's, he eats so much healthier and probably he even beats oh, me at nice. being healthier. And he, he works out more than he did when we first started dating and he's trying to cut back on TV, but obviously I've, that's kind of hard for both of us because we love Netflix. But, you know, all these healthy habits that I felt like I've had my whole life just because my mom was always really healthy growing up. So I've just kind of been instilled with that he didn't really get, you know, if the more I nag at him, like the less likely all that stuff happens. But just giving him the space to grow, I'm like, okay, he's got to figure it out. And he really has for his own because he knows that he feels better when he does these things for themselves. Man, so. this, this guy sounds way better than me because my wife has been <laughs> nagging me about uh, eating healthier for pretty much since we've been together. <laughs> well, I've been stuck, I've been, but I, I, I do work out a lot. So yeah. it's just, I don't eat healthy. So that is something I even will have well, to admit. The only the thing I have going for me is that he's a celiac, so he can't eat gluten. So that eliminates uh, like 95% of restaurants, <laughs> which uh, is where he's missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, um, I really enjoyed having you on the show today. I think this is going to be a new favorite 
podcast. Uh, I sure hope so. But, episode. but yeah. And the last question that I always ask my oh. viewers and sorry, Stevie, speak of the devil. He's actually walking in the door and my office door is open. So if you can hear him in the background, everyone, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> so I, I forgot to tell you, I always forget to tell people my last question. I always have um, my guest answer is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? To like treat myself? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really good question. I'm trying <laughs> to think. I, I honestly think this is going to sound, I mean, you're talking about Netflix. I literally love cooking bad food and uh-huh. then sitting in front of the TV. And that's like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> so What's, that what is, is the bad worst food? Thing. What is bad food? McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh worst wow, food for bad. you ever. Yeah, it's really bad. That is bad. But, but that's... That's probably the way I treat myself. Wow. It, it, it sounds really – I'm pretty sure like years ago I would have had a different answer. But uh-huh. um, don't get so much free time to go out anymore with the with the baby. I was going to say once you have a kid, probably like the little, that, the little things that, are yeah, like – That is like living in a kingdom, you know? <laughs> so. um, I haven't had McDonald's in years. However, I do remember enjoying their french fries a lot. <laughs> Uh, I'm more of the uh, McFlurry man myself, but uh, I will say ever since we moved to Florida, I've only had it like once or twice. So I've cut back severely. (laughs) Good. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Um, I know this is going to be a real treat for everyone listening. So I just really appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.